My guy, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. What's going on? Man, nothing much. I just want to say thank you for taking time out your day. I know you're busy. <laughs> no, I just, I got Will Bynum downstairs in the ice tub okay. at my Lifetime movie in Oak Brook. Okay, okay. Getting that work in? Yeah, getting that work in. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'm going to make this quick. Like I, said, I just want to say thank you again. You know, it's definitely an honor to have you on here. Um, Real quick for you, like, how did you fall in love with the game of basketball? Was it a particular person that put the ball in your hand? Did you play any other sport? Like, what made you want to play ball? Um, For me... Like, the area I grew up in is, like, west side, right? But mm -hmm. my first sport I started off playing, I wanted to be involved in the sport because I was very athletic and skilled. Even baseball was my first sport. And then when I transferred schools and I went to Mason, it wasn't baseball over there, but everybody played on the playground. So, for me, I just was out there playing on the playground, you know, and then after a while, you know, I started really enjoying it. And then we used to have this thing outside called the Mason Westside Classic. So I used to go watch a lot of older veteran guys, like here, Mike Patterson and Jesse, and they started letting me play a little with them along with that. I was starting to, you know, like get a little bit of notoriety. You yeah. going into my seventh grade year. And then I just didn't stop from that standpoint, um, you know, after picking the ball up out in the playground. Okay, okay. Now for you, when you when you really took it serious, who were, who were like the people that you were watching? You know, rather it be NBA players, guys in the neighborhood, who were just people that you were watching film on to kind of, you know, pad your game up a little bit? For me, which was so crazy, after I started really getting the hang and love of it, I started going to play anywhere. Anywhere was basketball, church leagues. And the one number that I started off playing that I really enjoyed at first from, it was Jordan, Dominique, and um, Dr. J. Mm. And, and what, what did you do to them? Was it a particular style of play? Or was it just... It was more the aggressive, the fact that I could jump, and mm -hmm. the leaping aspect that impressed me watching these guys and the things they was able to do, how they used to attack the basket. Yeah. And okay. that right there, when I realized I could start getting that high, really going into my eighth grade year, that's when I was like, oh, yeah, I want, you know, want to be like these guys. But then I started taking them more like into Jordan. Yeah. So then I started patting a lot of stuff out to Mike. When I started seeing I was physically able to be not just more of a power dunker, but also can be finesse and finish at um, different angles and do different things. So it was more of the skill in the air like Mike. Okay. But more of the finishing power sometimes like Dominique. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, Ronnie, for you, when you were hooping, who were like some of your favorite toughest matchups that you had? Oh man, I mean, I want to say it wasn't no one person because I got doubled and tripled a lot. Yeah. But teams that, you know, high school pro, when you realize this is when you realize you a pretty good player when you start teams out to scheme around you on how to stop you. It's more of a it's a, just a respect thing. But even from, like, even in high school, I think the best thing for me in the school I went to in order to have an impact in the bumps and bruises that I took every night was playing at Farragut in the Red West. Because one thing I tell people about all the basketball that I've seen and even watching some of the referees that have refed our game that's in the NBA now, playing in that physical style era that at the time, especially in Chicago, 
you know, the NBA was a lot physical, more aggressive, hard fouls were in our league. We adopted that. Yeah. But for me, I embraced it and thought that's just what it was. And that's why I excelled at. So playing against the Westerhouse, the Marshalls, the Lingabards, the Whitney Yons, the Collins, North Lindells, um, those teams, every night, it was more of the, the physicality, the double team, and the, all those things that made me the player I was from the physical standpoint, the aggressive standpoint, and the mental standpoint, because I've seen it all. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now for you, once once the, the big fella came in, you know, did that kind of help you as far as with the double teams and the, and the stuff like that? Did they help open the game up for you a little bit more? Well, for, for me, and this is what people understand, I tell people, to be not just a great player, but to be a winner, and you're a star and you come into a person's team, but he's a year ahead of me. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was easy when I was like, oh, okay. Now I have a partner that garners the same respect I do. Yeah. So it made it easy. We went undefeated in a tough conference that a lot of teams weren't able to go undefeated in. Yeah. And having a guy like Kevin, it was just, he knew the game. And this was the thing. He wasn't just a big. He was a big that set a different standard moving towards the league that changed how you view his position. Yeah. So you dealing with a big that not a pass, dribble the ball, and shoot. That was like icing on the cake for me because not only that, I went out and worried about like y'all gonna double. He knew how to find her and make the right play. Yeah. yeah. So that was like, oh yeah, we about to have some fun. If it was more of a person like some kids can be, you know, be playing with another great player, and they can sign to get in their own ways. And won't look at it as working together and being successful. Me and Kevin played together. We were very successful. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, after having a long, you know, pro career, stuff like that, I see now that you transitioned into having your own AAU program. You know, what kind of led you into that path for having your own AAU program? You know, the biggest thing for me, I take, like, a lot of the trials and tribulations from just off the court, on the court, traveling, playing over 18 years, seeing a lot of different things, and then watching when I came back and retired, watching the way I used to day in Chicago of not getting, you know, to, to get these guys to understand, to be successful in anything you do, you have to be able to work the long haul. Yeah. It's not going to come in this instant gratification. For some guys that's very skilled and maybe talented, Yes, but for the majority, it's not going to be that easy. Yeah. So when I seen that, it was just like getting into coaching and from my expertise of playing, the knowledge of the game, it's easy for me to interact with those kids through that message relating from a basketball standpoint to talking to them about perseverance, what it takes, how you mentally focus to be successful and then play through difficult situations in the game where you may feel, man, I'm not doing well. Whereas other things that you can add and do where if it's not a great offensive night to let them know you still can impact the game. And it's, that's not going to happen overnight. There's so many ways you can be successful doing and playing this game that a lot of them don't realize it because they're looking at one thing and they might not be as skilled as 
some of these guys they send on Instagram and all this other stuff. But they may be able to do something good that contributes to a team. Absolutely. So breaking that down and tell them, even being a star, it's you need other players to make you look good to win. You can be a star, but you damn near won't win. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Every team I played on there and built around was the CBA overseas. I won because I know I needed other players to be able to do great in their roles and what they did. Absolutely. If it was just me going out there being a great defender and shooting everything I touch, then I know we wouldn't have been able to be successful. Yeah. But I'm learning that when I was playing, me and Kevin was playing together on with Michael Wright, with Jamel Rohn, every piece had to work to win. Yep. And the best example I can put is even when we played together with two superstars, we ran into a really good Thorn team, great athletes, great players that played as a team. Peoria Manual teams, four state championships. And guys don't understand it's not about the star only, you know, the star is important in the pivotal moments. But in order to get to those pivotal moments, you need other players to get you there. You got to close the deal. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Okay. Um, last one for you, because I know you got to, you got to, uh, you got to go finish up what you're doing. Um, if you could think off the top of your head, somebody that you would like to see on my platform that can kind of tell their story, kind of give some game, uh, who would you, who would that might be? You know, as I look at like now, you know, like with a lot of guys that, you know, that in 